So the title of today's message, simply put, if I turn on my little device here, is Redeemed, Ransomed, and Reconciled. Can you say that three times fast? You weren't very fast. <laughs> Easter, or more appropriately, what we call Resurrection Sunday, is all about God's love. The love He has for mankind. Every single person on this planet. God loved them. Even the sinners. Oh wait, that's all of us. <laughs> Except one. Jesus. John 3.16 For God so loved the world so much that He gave His one and only Son so that everyone who believes in Him will not perish but will have everlasting life. That's God's plan. That's what Easter, or I should say Good Friday, and then Easter is all about. For all have sinned. Say this with me. For all, everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Do you believe that? Listen, Jesus wouldn't have come if it were not true. Why would he die if there was no need for it? There was a need for his blood to be shed. So today, I want to look at what it means to be redeemed. First, the word redeemed means to make up for, to buy, or to win back. Have you ever had to buy something back? Maybe you've gone to a pawn shop. I love that show. Pawn, 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 whatever it is. The one in Vegas. I've never been to Vegas, but the pawn shop looks cool, and, and I love those guys on there. If you need money, you can take that thing in. You know how it works. And then when you get the money, you can go back and you can retrieve your whatever it was with a little bit of interest. Jesus paid the price for you and me to be set free. He redeemed us. He bought us back. I wanted to share some scriptures to go along with what I'm talking about here today. Galatians 3.13, and I'm going to run through these fairly quick because the children are in here. <laughs> but Christ has rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law. When he was hung on the cross, he took him upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing. Did you catch that? He took the curse upon himself so that we wouldn't have to. For it is written in the Scriptures, cursed is everyone who is hung on the tree. And then Galatians 4-5 goes on and it says, God sent him, Jesus, to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own. Look at your neighbor and say, you've been adopted into the house of God. That's how much God loves us. Hallelujah. Closely associated with this word redeemed is the word ransom. To be ransomed means to, that an amount is paid for one's freedom or release. There are a lot of different movies out today that show somebody getting kidnapped and they have to pay a ransom to get the person back. Well, the devil had us lock, stock, and barrel, but because of Jesus... Because of what he did on the cross, he was able to ransom us from the clutches of the devil, from death and sin. Can you say amen? amen. 
That's good news. Some scriptures to back this up. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a what? Ransom Ransom for a few. For many. Why does it just say many when God says he wants all men to be saved? Because it's a choice. God wants all men to be saved. But it's a choice and every person has to make the decision to say yes to Jesus, to say yes to what he did on the cross, and to ask the Lord to forgive them of their sin. That's the starting place in the kingdom of God. That's what it means to be born again. You have to accept that the ransom was paid. 1 Timothy 2.6, another one. He, Jesus, gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone. This is the message God gave to the world at just the right time. One more. Colossians 1, 13 and 14. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of his darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom. Who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Hallelujah. Why did Jesus have to go to the cross? So that he could forgive our sins. Now here's something I want you to consider. We cannot ransom ourselves. There are some that believe they can. They can can work their way into heaven. But they can't. The psalmist said this, and he was referring to rich people because they thought they could buy their way into heaven. He said in Psalm 49, starting with verse 7, yet they cannot redeem themselves from death by paying a ransom to God. How clear is that? Redemption does not come so easily for no one can ever pay enough to live forever and never see the grave. Hmm. And yet there's a way. For you never see the grave. Well, you might see the grave, but like Jesus, you're going to be resurrected. But I believe there are some that will not see the grave. They'll be raptured. They'll be transported, lifted off the earth in the twinkling of an eye. And I'm not going to go into that this Sunday. But I just want you to know this. When you put your trust in the Lord, you will be saved. And that means you will have eternal life. Even if you do end up in the ground for a season, eventually, when the Lord returns for His church, we're all going to be taken up and given glorified bodies where we will live with the Lord forever and ever and ever. A person may have a monument, a bridge, or a library named after them. Have you ever seen those? Sometimes a highway, I guess, too. But that person will still one day die, right? Get this. No one is immortal but God. No one is immortal but God. Only He has the power and the ability to give us immortal or eternal life. And that life comes only through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one, no one can come to the Father except through me. And what he meant was, the price he paid on the cross, 
You have to accept that. Finally, the last word, reconcile. To be reconciled means to be restored to a friendly relationship. In the book of Genesis, and I read this a few weeks ago, we got into this a little bit, where Adam and Eve had this beautiful relationship with God. Every single day, they'd walk out into the garden, and they would walk with the Lord. And He would talk to them, and they would talk to Him. And then one day, they did the inevitable. They broke the law. God said you could eat of anything in the garden, anything, except from the tree of good and evil. Don't touch that one. Everything else is fair game. I want you to enjoy it, but leave that one alone. But the devil, he got into their spirit, he got into their heads, and he convinced them that it was wisdom to eat from that fruit. And they would gain something they didn't have. Well, they did. They gained death. They gained the idea that good and evil exist. Before that, they didn't know that. That's why Jesus had to come. Jesus bridged the gap of sin. He made a way where there was no other way. And today, you and I can be reconciled to God through Jesus Christ, His Son. Can I get a good amen? amen. Again, I have a scripture to share Colossians 1, 19 and 20, for God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. Can it get any clearer? That's why the, the cross is so essential. Get rid of the cross, get rid of the blood, we're still left in our sins. And there are people today that are trying to say, you don't need this. God is a God of love. God wouldn't punish His people. Well, God's also a God of justice. Yes, He operates in grace and in mercy. And we're going to talk about that. But He's also a God of justice. Right and wrong. Wrong has to be righted. And that's why you and I, every person, has to account for their sin. But when you put your faith and trust in Jesus, everything is under the blood. Jesus took your place, you no longer have to. When that day comes and you stand before the Lord and He says, Well, Norm, how did you do? Jesus is going to step over next to me and say, Dad, I got this. I got this. It's under the blood. But for those who don't confess Jesus as Lord, those who do not bend their knee, they will suffer an eternity of separation from God. That's a wicked place to be. I've heard people say this, oh, I just want to be with all my friends in hell. No, you don't. If you've read about hell, you do not want to go there. It is a real place. It's not a fairy tale. It was reserved for the fallen angels, not for man. But nevertheless, if you're living in sin when you die, you're going to end up in Hades. But you don't have to be there. You don't have to take that route. What you need to do 
is place yourself in the mercy of God. Hallelujah. I've got a, a little story here that I wanted to share. I don't know who wrote this. I tried to find out. Um, I, I think I actually found it on Facebook quite a while back and I saved it. This is a modern story of what it means to be redeemed and ransomed. Hallelujah. I call it broken dishes, broken hearts. Now, I cannot say whether this story is true. However, I felt that it was a great example of what it means to be ransomed and redeemed by God. The writer began, and I'm going to speak in that first person. I was at the grocery store this morning, and I heard a loud crash. And something shattered. Being nosy, I walked towards the sound and saw some people whispering and looking back to the end of the next aisle. When I walked down that aisle, I saw an older lady. She had hit a shelf containing dishes with her cart. Many had fallen to the ground and broken. The older lady was kneeling there on the floor, embarrassed, frantically trying to pick up the shattered pieces. Her husband, well, he was her husband, off to the side, peeling off the barcodes from each broken dish, saying, now we're going to have to pay for all these. I felt so bad for her, and everyone else was just standing there staring. I went and I knelt beside her, and I, I told her not to worry, and I started to help her pick up the broken pieces. After about a minute, the store manager came, and he knelt beside us, and he said, Leave it. We'll clean this up. Let's get your information so that you can go to the hospital and have that cut on your hand looked at. The lady, total, totally embarrassed at this point, said, I need to pay for all of this first. And the manager smiled, helped her to her feet, and he said, No, ma'am, we have insurance for this. You don't have to pay anything. Would you close your eyes just for a moment? Picture yourself as that little old lady. Now imagine God doing the same for you as the manager did for that little old lady. He kneels next to you and he collects all the pieces of your broken heart from all the blows that life has thrown at you. Anybody say amen. amen. The psalmist said of this, he forgives all my sins and He heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and He crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. God forgives all your sins, all your mistakes, and God gives you new life. You see, we all have that same insurance. And it's called grace. God saved you by His grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so not one of us can boast about it. The Apostle Paul said clearly, when you believed, you were saved. Not when you earned it. You cannot earn salvation. That means you must accept what Jesus Christ did for you. He is your Savior. Ask Him for your forgiveness, for His forgiveness. 
The manager of the universe, God, says to you, everything has been paid. Hallelujah. Now let's get you healed up so that you can be on your way. All is forgiven. And I had this last scripture. It's one of my favorites. Psalm 103, 12 and 13. He, God, has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. That's good news. Now I want to do something here briefly. Uh, I'm going to, in just a minute, I'm going to invite the kids to come up. But before they do, and and I only want the elementary age kids up here because the little ones, I I don't want to, there's only one of me. So elementary kids, kids that are usually with Miss Sarah, I'm going to have them come up sit around me in just a moment. I wanted to just briefly talk about this, the Rose of Sharon. You've probably heard of this. It's found in the Song of Solomon and also in Isaiah 35.1, but the Psalm of Solomon says, I am a Rose of Sharon, a lily of the valleys. Now the word Sharon in the Hebrew, it's actually a fertile plain where flowers flourish. The lily of the valley, however, is not really a lily, but a crocus. Everybody say crocus. Or it's from the crocus family, and these flowers bloom in white, red, pink, and purple. They're they're a pretty flower. But what I wanted to point out in gotquestions.org, and and by the way, remember that, gotquestions.org. It's a great website if you have a question about something theological, something you found in the Bible and you're going, hmm, I don't know. They're they're theologically sound. I really appreciate some of the things that they write about. Gotquestions.org, and I'm going to quote them, said about the Rose of Sharon. There are some parallels that may be drawn between Christ and the Rose of Sharon, but most of them fall apart when we realize the rose is not a rose at all, but a crocus or a tulip. However, all that said, knowing there's no biblical connection between Jesus and the rose, are you still with me? I'd like to use the rose as an illustration of Jesus. And I want to have the kids come up. And the rose is going to represent the body of Christ. So if the kids, if you want to, you don't have to, Elementary age kids, if you want to come up here, I'm going to have you sit down around me on the floor and hopefully this is going to work. All right, this is my seat. Give me enough room to set this down here. Back up just a hair there. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Oh, I've got a small group. Come on. Can I get a few others? This isn't dinner. (laughs) Nobody eats the rose, okay? What is this? Represent. What did I just say? A rose. It represents a rose. Good idea. This represents the body of Jesus. And you're going to see why here in just a minute. Oh, good, I'm, I'm on the big screen, so everybody can see this. Did you want to sit down here, too? You can. 
So let me just start by just saying this. Peter, he actually said this, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Acts 2.21. And then he spoke about Jesus and he said, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then the Holy Spirit will come upon you. This is a promise for you, to your children, and to those who are far off, all who have been called by the Lord your God. How cool is that? So when we talk about this rose today, and I've got my little cheat sheet here just so I don't forget to say something, but this rose represents Jesus. Can you say that? It isn't Jesus. It just represents his body. All right? So what happened on Good Friday? Anybody know? He died. And how did he die? He died horribly, didn't he? He suffered, and then they put him on the cross. Good job. You guys know the story, don't you? All right. So, Good Friday. Was it really good? Not for Jesus, was it? Why did Jesus have to die on the cross? Excellent. What sins? All sins, right? Jesus died for all sins. Everybody's sins. So that's pretty cool, isn't it? Now, have you ever sinned? Yes. <gasps> okay, here, here's, here's where it gets fun. Now, if you're up here, you're going to get one of these. All right? got to get rid of that. Let me talk about a couple sins, and, and I'm, I'm sticking with kid sins, okay? I mean, we all sin. We're all kids, right? So what's, what's a good sin? That's not a good way to put it. What's a bad sin that would be really good to bring out right now? Sometimes people steal. Steal! Oh my goodness, here. Now, I'm going to let you keep the petals that I give you, but this represents Jesus Paying the price for lying, or stealing, I'm sorry, you said stealing. What's another one? Man, you jump right to the quick. <laughs> Killing someone else. So how many of you have ever just thought, man, I wish my brother or sister were dead? Don't raise your hand. That, that would be a sin, wouldn't it? And here, you get one too, because I saw your hand going up. You probably have another one too, right? All right, what's another one? Um, another one is robbing the bank. <laughs> it kind of goes along with stealing, but that's like felony kind of stuff here, all right? <laughs> now, we've got to start putting a couple of these in the grave. This, this represents the grave. All right? This is where Jesus ended up after he paid the price. So I'm going to drop one in there. All right, what's another one? <gasps> I had that in there. Disobey their parents. That's, a, that's one of the commandments, isn't it? Honor your father and your mother. You're supposed to do that. You get two of them now. And, and I'm going to drop another one in there because we need some in there. All right, you got another one? What? You don't do that. Talk back to your parents. Whoop. Whoop. That's okay. There goes a $1,000 device. 
it's it's the belt, and not not what's around the belt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hang on, I'm with you. Did I give you a pedal for that? That's a really good one there. Oh, oh, Miss June's got one. Hang on, I got to put one in the pot here. Okay. Like, roar! Lion? Oh, lying. Like. And, and that, that June goes along with one of the other ones I have, making fun of others to make yourself feel better. Yeah. Yeah. One more, two more. Ooh. Messing with people, right? Putting the fisticuffs up. You don't do that, though. No, I didn't think so. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you like to, okay. Another one? Um, another one is taking somebody's glasses and breaking them. If <laughs> that might fall under something else I had down here. Bullying. Like, like if they, like, don't Bullying. Have, if they, like, can't that's a good one. Glasses. Yeah, that's a good one. That's an excellent one, actually. All right, we've got to start wrapping it up. Name calling. Name calling. Ooh. Cussing. Cussing, that's a good one. Not a good one. That's not. I'm using the wrong terminology here. All right. And, and I think we're just about. Laura, you got to have one. Come on. Throw one out. Ooh, use it. Here, you get, a, you get a pedal. All right. Man, see how quick their hands are going up because they want pedals. You're going to get to keep these. However, if your parents tell you that they're, they've served their purpose, and they want to throw them away, go ahead and do that. Did you want a pedal just so you could, here, you could take one too. Because we've all sinned. I get one too. Oop. Oh, no. I ripped it. For all the sins that I've committed? Oh, oh, okay, you're right. You're good, good, good. You're right, you're right. So these, these pedals... I'm going to stop there just for a minute, okay? Thank you. Thank you. You guys are awesome. All right? So all these petals, the petals that are put in this little pot, they represent the blood of Jesus and how he paid for every sin that we've all committed. All right? And in just a minute, I'm going to talk about that, but what we, what we see here, though, as I look at this, On Good Friday, Bad Friday, Friday. as horrible as it was, as as much as it saddens us, right? Are you sad that Jesus had to die for us? But what did it mean for us? There is good news, right? That's why it's good. That's why it's Good Friday. It's Good Friday for us because Jesus went to the grave because he went into that tomb What'd they do with him? They put him in a tomb. They rolled a big stone in front of it. We kind of saw it on the, the video earlier. And then what? Did he stay in there? How many days passed? Three days. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They count all three. And then on Sunday, some of his disciples went to get the body. And what'd they find? Anybody know? What happened? 
They found the grave clothes that Jesus was in, and it was neatly folded. But where was Jesus' body? It was gone, wasn't it? Right? And they ran out going, somebody stole Jesus' body! Good point. But he was in heaven. And was he all broken? Remember those rose petals? Was he all broken? Like those rose petals? Ooh, oh. Oh. Well. Is, is that? Does, how cool is that? Well. What am I trying to tell you guys? Jesus died, went into the ground. Three days later, they went to find him. He was gone. And where was he? In heaven and in his glorified body. Hallelujah. And that's the real story. Miss June, since you were such a good helper. And I'm only giving it to you because it has thorns on the side, so don't get put... Would you give the kids a big round of applause here? They can go back to their seats. Thank you so much for participating with me today. That was awesome. I'm almost done. Everybody say amen. amen. Especially the parents who have little ones. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Tammy, can you come back and join me as we begin to close? Jesus is no longer in that beat-up, tortured body. And by the way, what I shared today was rated G because of our audience. Friday I shared some really difficult things and what Jesus did for us no no one wants to go through that no one it was a miracle that he even made it through just the whipping part let alone the crucifixion three hours he was on that cross he gave every ounce of his blood for us when they pierced his side water came out and that's a sign that there was no more blood in him that's how much God loves you and loves me. But here's the thing. To be reconciled to God, you've got to believe. It requires faith. There are a lot of voices out there today saying, God's not real, God's not real, God's not real. But it's amazing how many of the atheists and agnostics change their tune on their deathbed. Why? Because they're really not sure. And they want to be. Don't wait till you're on your deathbed. You might not get a chance. Say yes to Jesus now, to the beautiful sacrifice that he made for you. The miracle of life is found in Jesus. Would you stand with me? This passage behind me, the Apostle Paul said that Jesus was going to be the first to be resurrected, and he was. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. 
He is the first of a great harvest of all who have died. Jesus was first, and then the rest of the church comes after. So when you say yes to Jesus, Lord, I put my trust in you today. When you say that and ask him to forgive you of your sins and wash you clean, you're one of those. You become a part of the great harvest. And as I've already said, I'll say it again, when Jesus comes back, we're all going with him. Those in the grave are going to go up first, and the rest of us are going to follow. That's good news. What's heaven like? Are we going to be crying up there? Are we going to be calling each other names? Are we going to be duking? I wouldn't duke it out with you anyway, but are we going to be duking it out? No. We're going to be. Listen. Jesus is the light. There's no sun. The Bible says this. There's no sun. We've got the sun. S-O-N. He's the light. I can't imagine what it's going to be like. Streets of gold. Gates that ha- they're, they're carved out of gigantic pearls. I want to see the oysters. And we're going to be worshiping the king. We're going to be worshiping the King. Can we hear a a blast from that? Hallelujah. We're going to have a party in heaven. You might be in a crippled up body here. But when you get to heaven, you're going to have your feet back. You're going to have your legs. You're going to have your arms. You're going to have your eyes and ears. I can't hardly hear anymore. That's why I'm yelling at you right now. But when I get to heaven, I'm going to be able to hear because of Jesus, sweet Jesus, King Jesus, because he lives, we shall live as well. Thanks to Jesus, we have been reconciled back to God. Now we will be resurrected from the dead like Jesus was, if we believe. That final scripture, if you put that up, Final one. The next, the last slide. Thank you. Unless it crashed. There it is. We're redeemed from the curse of the law. We're ransomed from our sins. We're reconciled back to God because Jesus is alive. Would you? Hallelujah. I'm going to ask you just please, nobody moving around just for a minute. I'm not going to embarrass anybody, but I'm just going to ask, if you're here today and you just say, look, I'm not sure I'm ready for Jesus. I'm not sure I'm ready for this heart to stop beating. I don't know where I'd go, but I want to. If that's you, would you just lift your hand up so I can see it real quick? I want to pray with you real quick. Any hands going up? Hallelujah. Not one. Yes, I see one. I see another one. Yes. Anybody else? You can put them down if you already raised them. Thank you. Thank you. You can put them down. Anybody else? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you were to pull out of here today and get into a tragic accident, where would you go? If you want to know, if you want to be sure, 
Now's the time to pray. Now's the time to make sure. Anybody else? Lift your hand. I know I didn't have anybody close their eyes. Sometimes we do that. Thank you. Here's what I want you to do, and we're all a family of believers, right? We're in this together. We're all the body of Christ. We're going to pray this together. And if you lifted your hand and you meant business, I want you to pray this as though you're saying it to Jesus himself because I believe he's listening. I believe he's here. Wherever two or more gather in his name, he is in their midst. So pray this, everybody together. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me enough to send your son to take my place on the cross. Thank you, Jesus, for shedding every drop of your blood for my sins. Forgive me, Lord, for everything I've committed that's been indecent to God. Every sin, known and unknown, wash me clean today, Lord. And thank you, Holy Spirit, for taking up residence in me and for empowering me to live my life for you. I love you, and I give you all that I have and all that I am. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you give the Lord a hand today? Jesus is alive. That's good news. Woo! We could go out of here today excited, right? Pastor Barb has one little thing she wants to share with you, and then she's going to close us in prayer. Don't forget, next week we have baptism if anyone wants to get baptized. And right, right after service today, we're doing family Easter family pictures. If you'd like your picture taken for Easter, just go to the nursery doors, and we have Aaron and Melinda are doing the photography, and we'd love to, he'll email you the pictures. But, you know, be patient. Yeah, it's going to take them please. a while for him to get them emailed to you. So I don't want to pull any more rose petals off today. <laughs> But we're just so thankful you guys came today. Thank you for being here. And we just, it's so exciting because it's Easter. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for this day. Get everyone to where they need to be. Have them enjoy their families and share Christ with each and every one. And Lord, we just thank you for everything you've done, you're doing, and you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.